listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and ooh, do we have an exciting show for you. This is actually our second podcast radio show of the year, but this is our first live in-studio guest, and I'm excited to have Deborah Cantor, who is the founder of Cantor Sales Training. She's an expert when it comes to relationship sales training and knows firsthand the importance of hello. She joins us to discuss how she trains companies to create lasting clients and powerful networks with the four R's, rapport, referrals, reviews, and relationships. Deborah, welcome to the Critical Mass Radio Show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be the first of the year. Right. Yay. Yes. Yes. The first in-studio guest. I love what it. What a way to start 2018. Maybe you could help the audience to learn a little bit about you as an entrepreneur and a business person. Maybe share an interesting story from your past that will I give us some insight. Love to. I okay. would love to. So I am the daughter of a salesman. So I was getting leads for my dad when I was 13. Okay. So I can tell you four decades of sales experience. I have never received a paycheck. I've always been on commission. Wow. So that's scary, right? That, that's awesome. Um, it is exciting. It's very, very exciting. And the story I can share for you is one uh, about understanding even though you have a sales organization you're running a company not always are you going to have a group of people who actually realize they're in sales and the and the thought the the story i thought about that would relate to that is real estate the last six years on the east coast i was in real estate Mm -hmm. got my license had never done it before had no interest in doing it okay had no interest in homes by the way i was never one of those girls that went to open houses for fun Uh never had any interest okay but i got into real estate because i thought I could do well with this. I love people. I love negotiating. I understand the core of sales, and I do understand that it begins with the first hello. Okay. From the moment you lock eyes and you shake hands, you are closing. Okay. You are building rapport. You're building trust. You're building relationship. I got in there, and within a couple of months realized of the 100 salespeople that I was working with at this one company, Uh nobody knew they were in sales. They thought they were in real estate. Oh, wow. So my point is, these people were all selling and they didn't understand. Once I was able to convince the owner of that company Mm -hmm. of this point, he was, he allowed me to bring a sales training program in that I fashioned. Okay. And we had a 107% increase in sales for the people who participated on average. So that's awesome. So what's the difference between a professional real estate agent who views themselves in the real estate industry versus a professional real estate agent who views themselves as a salesperson then, Deborah? So the difference is that they, uh, they do sales for a living and their product is real estate. Okay. And most people who go into real estate do it because they're looking for, um, a a little bit of, of, uh, um, independence, mm-hmm. their second, second career, right. post-retirement, okay. which is a, a business problem for a business owner. If right. they're not hiring somebody with the understanding that they are there to transact right. deals. Transactions. That's right. how everybody to makes money, transactions. right? It's how you make money. If people don't understand that, then they're not understanding that the close begins with the first hello. Awesome. All right. Uh, right out of the gate, baby. And so if you're watching, <laughs> if you're watching us live here on uh, on 
let's see, this would be the radio station's Facebook page, which is octalkradio.net. If you're listening to the podcast or you're listening to the live stream, you can see the video on the Critical Mass YouTube channel, which is actually my name, Richard Franzi. You can find us that way. So tell me about the niches that you work in. Deborah. Absolutely. So my career, after I, I, uh, I graduated from getting leads from my dad, and that was in the siding business. So that was some oh hard, hardcore sales. A, he was a tin man. He was a tin man. All right. Absolutely. And, I love and that I, movie. I, it was very true. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered. Huh? Uh, oh, yes. We'll yeah, have to right. chat East about Coast that another too. time. Yeah, East right. Coast tin all. man. I all do right. have it all. Um, so after that, I spent about 20 or so years in the staffing industry as a headhunter. Mm -hmm. Again, same concept, right? You're going after business. It's not coming to you. There's no retail in that. Uh, People aren't coming through your door. You're going after them. And if you're going to differentiate yourself in that industry, it's going to be um, going after the people who aren't looking for jobs. It's going after the top 1% to 3% of the market. Those people are going to work every day. They're they're gainfully employed, but you want their talent. Uh You want that for one of your clients who's looking for a certain level of person. Sure. I spent many years in that industry and ultimately, as I mentioned, was able to parlay that into real estate, made me incredibly successful very quickly because, again, same concept. The parallels are very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a buyer and a seller in real estate. The, bu- the seller pays the fee right. in recruiting. You've got a company looking to hire, and you have a candidate potentially looking to make a, a move that's better for them and their career objectives. Right. The company is paying. You're negotiating salaries. You're negotiating prices on homes. And, uh-huh. and so there's amazing parallels to both of those industries. Needless to say, I love working for real estate and staffing firms hmm. because I know and can walk the talk in those spaces that being said, sales is sales across the board. Right. And so the areas that I really am passionate about, in addition to real estate and staffing, is the private practice physician space, okay. hospital space. Um, how many times have you gone into a doctor's office and not felt well received from the front line? Exactly. Didn't understand what the process was going to be. Didn't realize you were going to be waiting 30 minutes, booked booked an appointment close to when you needed to pick up your child, mm-hmm. uh, or, or you had another appointment just after that, and now it's really blown your day. That's frontline training. It's sales training. It's understanding that you want those patients coming back in this world of social media. You want those patients giving you good reviews. And, right. and those, are, those are areas that I think of as sales training. Most people wouldn't think about that. I also work in the not-for-profit space for boards of directors. A lot of not-for-profits will bring somebody on board, on their board of directors, and that person doesn't understand that one of their key roles is to get out there and fundraise, to ask people for things. And and a lot of folks have trouble with the ask, so that's sales. Right, and and, uh, that's excellent. And with your perspective that sales is a relationship business, I would have to believe, based on how you answered that question too, that everybody in a company who has an interface either directly or indirectly with the customers in sales. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and moreover, if you're looking at sales managers and that's an area I spend a lot of time with, Uh a lot of times people are promoted into those roles as a sales manager. They've never been taught how to manage or, or to give encouragement to the team. They were an individual contributor. And what I tell them is your customers are on the floor. They're your salespeople. Mm. For every sales manager I meet, I, I need them to understand their customer base is now the people out there 
That's good advice. Fighting the yeah. fight. Yeah, because all the good skills you use to create the customer business, you should use with your people now. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to take one, one short time out here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. And for those of you that listen regularly, you know this is like a 30-second, not going to be very long. And when we come back, I'm going to ask uh, Deborah to share what, from her view, makes her firm unique from other firms in the sales training space. You good with that? Oh, I can't All right. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this word from me. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. All of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs have appeared on our show. You know, since we started doing the show in 2009, hundreds of thousands of listeners have picked up our shows through our live streams and our podcasts and other channels. Simply type in Critical Mass Radio Show in your favorite podcasting software, and you'll get our weekly updates of interesting guests like Deborah Cantor uh, before the break. By the way, this is podcast number 1060. Uh, Deborah, I asked Deborah if she could share with us what makes her firm unique in your space. Can you give us some idea what you tell your prospects? Absolutely. So there are a lot of coaches, a lot of trainers out there, and they're they're all excellent. I think everybody brings something unique and wonderful to the table. Okay. Um, where I am extremely different is that I customize every bit of my training based on my client's need. Okay. So um, I'm I'm never going to be the canned webinar, the one size fits all. All right. If that's what you're looking for, and you've got a group of 200 people, and you want them to sit at their desk and watch a webinar. I am definitely not your girl. Okay. If you want me to come into your group and meet with each and every salesperson you have, figure out what that individual's block is, why they're not able to get to the goal that was established mm. for them or, or that they established themselves, uh-huh. they want it, but they're not getting there. I'm going to work with them. I'm going to figure out where that block lies okay. very quickly. Okay. I'm going to learn what that business is about and how they need to function and operate to get to the goals that they have in mind. And then I'm going to work individually with those people and as a team. So mm-hmm. I work with the individuals, I work with the teams, and I work with the managers. Okay. Uh, all of it is 100% customized to that client's That need. sounds like that's a labor-intensive kind of approach Lab- for you. Labor of love. Okay. So you may love it, but it's uh, right. it takes, you know, you have to be able to get to each person's 
blockage too you have to have the expertise to be able to discern what that might be absolutely they probably don't even know they don't oh and and by the way the 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 last person you want to ask is the salesperson okay because they're they they don't know and uh and and they are very very good at telling you what you want to hear right and and they know how to do that they know how to package it and make it look pretty and shiny but we need to get behind it and figure out where's the block so as an as a great example for you 50 of, of salespeople out there, 50% of all salespeople will stop attempting to reach a prospect after the first try. Wow. 65% will stop after the second try. 80% will stop after the third. And a whopping 90 will stop after the fourth. And, of course, the, uh, the ringing question of the day is how many attempts does it take to make a sale right. on average that would be 8 to 12 attempts. So most give up before they... Correct. And only 11% of all people in sales ask for referrals. Really? Is that scary? That should be low-hanging fruit, right? Right. 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 Yes. Oh, wow. All right. Well, (laughs) business owners, write those stats down. Ask your salespeople, how many of you asked for a referral in the past week or month? That's right. I wouldn't go any further back than that. All right. So in the open... Uh, Deborah, I said, you know, you're a relationship expert in sales, and you have your system of four R's. And I wonder if you might be able to kind of give our clients, and I mean, our audience, a little bit better understanding of how you help your clients create, you know, their clients and powerful networks through using this four R principle. So the four R's are are relationships, rapport, referrals, and raving reviews. And there's a fifth one, okay. and and the fifth one is retention, right? Your business is built on, on keeping the clients that you have repeat business and on having those people refer business. In this world of social media, it's monumental. Your business can die in a, in a heartbeat. Mm. Just one, one bad review can, can hurt you desperately. And so, yes, there are services out there who will help you clean that up. Right. And they're great. Right. But you don't want them there in the first place. So building relationships for me has to do with being authentic and being genuine. It has to be about, number one, knowing your value proposition, knowing what, what you're selling, why it's different. You, you asked a great question. What separates you from everybody else? Right. If, if people don't know that at their core, then they're not going to be able to express in a rapport, in a relationship, what they do and, and why they do it well and why somebody should want to work with them. In addition to that, though, it's about being authentic and being genuine and making sure that you are finding ways that you can serve a potential customer. And frankly, not everybody is your customer. Exactly. Right. And you have to be able to put your big girl pants on and say when when you don't think that you can serve somebody in the way that they need. I find that's hard for salespeople to do. Yes. Yes, it is. And it's also hard for a lot of people to, you know, Put a different spin on what sales is, right? I'm all about closing deals and negotiating and selling all about it. Okay. However, I can't get there if I don't build a relationship with you first, where if I'm finding out what what it is you need and can I provide that to mm-hmm. you. And I think that that applies to anybody in any in anything that they're selling. Do you find in your training that prospects generally are comfortable with the idea of building a relationship with the salesperson? Are they seeking that as well? I think they're seeking it if you are genuine and you're okay. not Joe Slick. Okay. My apologies to anyone in the world named Joe. Yeah, but... my son named Joe. <laughs> hey, my dad was named Joe. But you know what I'm saying. It, okay. If, if I, can, I can sense insincerity 
a mile away. And I think we all can. We all have our, our radar up for that. We don't want to be another phone call. We don't want to talk to somebody who's speaking to us on script. Yes. That never feels good. Right. So, again, I think people want relationships if you're offering uh-huh. a relationship and a rapport. So you have to be vulnerable a little yeah, bit, right? Because, I, I mean, you when you offer the, the chance for a relationship, you run the risk of rejection. Absolutely. At a more personal level than a transactional kind of sale. Absolutely. But I'd rather know that up front. I mean, I, I walked into a lot of homes when I was selling real estate and, and, and knew there, the rapport wasn't there. For some reason, that person had been burned before. They had a preconceived notion. It was very fun for me to turn them around. I right. loved when I could do that. Okay. But there were some people I could never turn around. Right. And I had to be willing and put my ego aside to say, this isn't my customer. Right. So good luck to the person who takes them on. Right. And I'm going to go move on to a more productive But that sounds like that's, that is a... That's a critical thing to know when to cut your losses Absolutely. but on the other side of it you may not want to do it too quickly though no. too right because you, you have to earn that relationship you it's, do. it's just not going to be given freely even you if do. there's not a if there's even if there's chemistry you're going to still have to earn it absolutely and you're going to earn it through integrity you're going to earn it by doing what you say you're going to do you're going to earn it by golden rule right treat others as you want to be treated okay if i were the seller in this scenario if i were the purchaser in this scenario how would i want to be treated mm-hmm what questions would I want this person to be asking me to tell me that they know what my needs are and, and they understand how to get to what those needs are? Yeah. Have you found, too, because uh, by your own admission, you've been in sales for a number um, of years, yeah. that uh, the advent of the Internet and the plethora of, of information that's available to buyers, has that affected how your model works relative to building a relationship? Because m- many times now... The buyer-seller relationship is a little bit different because the seller may feel more knowledgeable than not yep. as dependent on the salesperson. Do you remember knowledge? years and years ago there was a retailer out there named Cy Sims? Did y'all have them on, have no. him on the West Coast? So no. on the East Coast, can you okay. tell I'm from the uh-huh. East Coast? Uh-huh. There was a, a retailer and and the store was called Sims and Cy Sims had a great commercial and he said an educated consumer is my best customer. Oh, okay, love it. All right. So you can't fight it. It is what it is. So now embrace it right. and be happy that this person's coming to you to have a conversation and that they are educated. Right. They do have some sense, but not 100% because that's what you do. Right. You're the one who's the expert. So you need to find a way to let them know that it's great that they know what they know, but you know more. Okay. And and they're going to be in good hands with you. So in your 4R system, how important are asking questions? From a salesperson. Okay. Why? Because you're never going to know what their why is if you're not asking questions. You cannot assume that you know what their needs are. And by asking questions, you might determine, as I mentioned earlier, that you can't service them. Mm. You may determine that they think they know what they need, but in fact, you're going to educate them a bit. And, And what they really need is something a bit different. Um, maybe bigger, maybe smaller. Lord only knows what it is that they're buying. And, and again, that that's a rule across the board, no matter what you're selling, what service or what product you're selling, they may not know what their need is. Um, so you have to ask questions to find out what what somebody's why is. So it sounds like it sounds like we're out of time based on uh, the time <laughs> on the clock. But I have one more question, so we're going to sneak it in under, okay. the, under the and I'll answer it really uh, fast under the timeline. It sounds like to me your 4R system requires a bit of how you approach sales, which is the ability to customize your your sales role with each prospect. 
Is I, that is that true? I mean, I, I don't think, know how you would buy, think, build a relationship if you weren't able to be flexible in the relationship. I think that that's very true. I also think that when you are, uh, you know, working for a large company and selling a mass brand, you can get to where I get quicker. Okay. It, it depends, honestly, on what you're selling. If, if you're on the phone doing ticket sales, there's only so much relationship you need to develop there. Okay. Do you have any needs? Do you have any seating needs? Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, where do you it, prefer to it, sit? It, it's going to be a much quicker relationship. Okay. Um, so so uh, it, it depends a lot on, on what you're selling, but okay. you can get there faster or you can take your time with it and build a really really phenomenal long relationship so if someone would like to look you up online where do you suggest they go deborah Cantor? well it would be wonderful if they went to Cantor sales can you spell that uh, k-a-n-t-o-r sales.com Cantor sales.com they can email me at deborah can deborah at Cantor sales.com spell that as well again k-a-n-t-o-r but the deborah part deborah is d-e-b-o-r-a-h thank you for that you're welcome um and i'm also toll free 844 Cantor k-a-n-t-o-r-1 all right well thank you this has been great uh i've been looking forward to having you on the show since we talked last year about having you on the program i love having sales professionals because everyone has a their view on it and for many clients finding the right techniques that work for them at their culture is critically important and uh welcome to the critical mass community deborah well, Cantor. thank you so very much i appreciate you having it's me. been a blast the Thanks. time has flown here on yes, critical mass radio show and podcast i would like to thank our engineer paul roberts our producers are joan park crystal nunley and Haley stern if you'd like to connect with me on social media, I'd say start with Twitter. It's CEO Peer Groups is my handle. CEO Peer Groups is my handle. On LinkedIn, I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And my website is Critical Mass for F-O-R, Critical Mass for Business.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.